and welcome back to Boo and Goat Watch Stuff. We got another special episode for, well not special, but every episode is special. <laughs> it's kind of special because this is the first that we're doing of this kind. Yeah. We're venturing into a new, a new kind of stuff we watched. Mm-hmm. I was super excited about it. Um, You're all about it. Because if, an, if, if anybody ever asks that question of like, what's your dream vacation? Mm-hmm. My dream vacation is always Italy and Greece. Mm. And I think mostly that would probably be more than be more than one vacation because obviously yeah. there's a lot to uh, uh, explore there. But I, because of you know recent events or really events since last year, um, with just all the stuff that's been going on in our country, I've had it on CNN pretty much every day since last year, and. They've been doing these little series, like random series here and there, which I'm assuming are normal. I I never watched CNN before, so I don't know how often they did these kinds of things. But they've started this new one a couple weeks ago called Stanley Tucci Searching for Italy. And I was already in once they're starting to talk about Italy. But Mm -hmm. um, just they kept running the commercials, running the commercials, running the commercials. And like... They kept doing different versions of commercials, like one kind of featuring cheese, one featuring tomatoes, one featuring seafood, one featuring pasta. It's just kind of like a theme of commercials, like basically reeling you in about what they're going to talk about. So I've been pretty excited about this one. I I figured uh, it's something that, you know, would be fun to talk about because the very first episode, they feature pizza, which is my favorite food. Interchanging with ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pizza. Ever since I've known you, my eating of pizza has increased probably two or three hundred percent. And so has our weight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, if, if like, you never heard of this show, like, I'd say it's actually very, very similar to uh, Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations, which I can't remember what network that was on. That might have been CNN, too. Um but, uh, yeah, it's, like, pretty much, a, like, at least on the first episode, Stanley Tucci's going to, like, one particular region of Italy, and he's, like, a lot of it, I say, I say, like, a big part of it has to do with, like, the food of the region, but, like, a lot of it also has to do with tying in, like, the people of the region and, like, their customs and traditions and everything like that. Yeah, that was really what was really cool because I thought it was just going to be mostly about, you know, the food because that was mostly how they were advertising the show. Yeah. But I thought it was really cool how it incorporated the history of the area. In this, in the first episode, they're in the southern part of Italy um, of Naples or as they call it, Napoli. Mm-hmm. So, or Napoli. <laughs> Napoli. <laughs> A Napoli. Um, so there, and it's from what I got. <clears throat> this is the region that Tucci's family is from. Yeah, southern. He uh, says that both sides of his family are family are Italian. So it seems like this is where his. It seemed like both sides of his families are from, his families are from. So uh, he. It seems like he started there because of that. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Like they, they're in Napoli, but they're kind of also um, going around to areas around. Naples so yeah he's kind of like giving 
the background as to why they're they eat the food they eat. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool that it's pretty based on his historical events of like why they eat what they eat. <laughs> yeah. So like the way I took it, or at least the way they were presenting in this episode, was like pretty much like right. Like Naples is like where uh, Napoli it was. Uh, a <laughs> so sounds like Monopoly when they say it, but. Uh, it's pretty much this is where pizza was invented because like yep. they were so poor like yep. it still has a lot of poor like areas and stuff yeah the lady that's taking him around to the couple of spots in the area she says it basically started off with uh the pizza dough and some fat yeah and that's pretty like, pretty much, much it was more just like a straight up bread yeah like at first so the history of of why of how this came along is basically that Napoli is where Mount Vesuvius is, and that's the big famous volcano, and apparently it's still active. Mm. So, um, there's kind of a culture that's that exists there in Naples of kind of not so much expecting death, but they're kind of living in an environment of impending death. Yeah, impending doom, because, like, Mount Vesuvius, which, like, to be honest, like, I never really knew, like, like, I had heard of Naples and stuff, but I never really knew that's exactly where Mount Vesuvius was. Yeah. So, basically, when the volcano last went off was in March 1944, I think it said. And that pretty much decimated the town and so everybody was pretty much living in squalor and you know kind of surviving off what would whatever was left over after the the destruction. the destruction cleared or whatever it was like a michael bay movie yeah so all they really had was just bread or a sort of you know dough i guess what we would call it the crust and just whatever I guess animal fat or whatever kind of fat they could uh, use, and uh, one of their main sources of cooking was frying because that was the safest way to. Uh, they had a bad cholera outbreak. Yeah, and like if you don't know about cholera, which be honest, like I knew about cholera, but I didn't really know how it was transmitted. It was mostly put like through dirty water and like and food, food, food that yeah. was cooked with the water. So yeah, yeah. so they started like frying it. Like, uh, pizza and stuff. Well, it's like a certain type. It's almost like, what would you say? Like, it's almost like a... Well, they call it fried pizza. It's a... And they say that's the authentic Neapolitan pizza. Yeah. It's basically like a calzone, yeah. I guess is what you would call it now. Um, you have to, like, close it up because you gotta yeah. dip it down into the yeah. water. Yeah. So, the one that they feature in this episode... Is run by it looked like just one woman. It didn't look like she had any other staff or anything. It's like in a doorway. It's not even a restaurant. You just like walk up to it. It's kind of like a booth, but she's really just in a doorway with like a little desk that has like a fryer on it. Yeah, like it looks like it just has like a little. Um, yeah, it does look like a doorway, and you pretty much just tell her what you want. She cooks it up for you, and she, the one that she made. It had, she was like slapping out the dough, she put some ricotta cheese, and then one called provola, which is a smoked cheese, and then she Mm -hmm. adds pork fat, which I think she's called it like chichola or chicharron or something like that, which I had said sounded like uh, chorizo, which is basically like a fatty sausage. 
and then she added basil into it, which I noticed whenever every pizza they featured had basil in it. Yeah. So, um, it, I thought that was interesting. And then she wrapped it up and then she throws it in the fryer, which is this big old, um, just look like it's been used forever kind of fryer. And they ask her, how long do you leave it? And she says, only I know. So nobody yeah. even really knows, like, how long you're supposed to make anything or do anything. Well, and they re- her name is Fernanda. And they reveal that she's the last of her lineage. And her family has been making these fried pizzas yeah. for a century. Well, the way they made it sound like, too, is like, uh, or at least, like, the little tiny places, like, how she had. Because, like, that's pretty much how all food was sold back yeah. in the day. Just, like, little, like, booths or windows you mm-hmm. walk up to. And, uh, yeah, like, it seems like they were there saying, like, she would, like, that's how all the restaurants and food was sold back in the day. And, like, she's, like, the only one that has, like, a little booth like that left in the mm-hmm. entire city. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool that we got to see, like, the origins of this food, this American version of this food that I, yeah. I eat so frequently. That was the one thing I was most excited about doing this episode was because uh, I knew he was going to be talking about pizza, but I didn't realize that they were also going to be talking about the history of, ha- like, not just the history of the food itself, but the history of the towns that they're in. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. And it's really cool, too, like, seeing Stanley Tucci speak Italian. Like, I never mm-hmm. knew he could speak Italian, and he speaks it fluently. He's talking to everybody without a translator, or at least it appears without a translator. Um, but he's he has back and forth conversation with everybody he meets, so it's kind of funny too because cool. it's like if you think about his last name Tucci, but like I know, <laughs> but like I never really even just like get, thought about or considered like him being Italian. Like I always associated him with like being like a New York guy, kind of. Mm. But like he's just like his roles and like he's been in like hundred movies. Like he always. <laughs> He's almost like a chameleon, you know? Like, even when he looks physically the same, like, all his characters are different. So, like, I never really saw him as, like, an Italian guy. Like, the only movie I really knew there, he kind of, like, seemed like an Italian guy was that Big Night movie, but I never, like, seen it all the way through. But Yeah, that's what I had asked you. Like, I just kept watching him and hearing him talk, and he, he does it. But he speaks it like he yeah. speaks it fluently. And that's what I had asked you. Like, has he ever made in a movie where he speaks Italian? Because I've never heard him. Like, I just never had that impression of him being able to speak like that. Yeah. It's it's funny, too, because, like I said, like, I never really thought about him being Italian or whatever. But, like, now after you see him in this show, <laughs> you I think you'll always see him as just being a super Italian guy, you know? Yeah, I never really thought of where the name Tucci comes from. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just never... It's not really, like, a name that when you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Italian. Like, Piazza, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, you don't yeah. really You don't really think of that. But um, another place that they also visit, too, is uh, a little actual place that sells the more familiar-looking pizza, the flat pizza that we're used to. Yeah. Um, their version, apparently, was ordered by a queen... Back in, I think you said the 1800s or something. Oh, no, not 1800s. That was the Queen. Like, further back. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the exact date they gave or whatever. Yeah, but um, the pizza ended up being named after her. So that's how the margarita pizza came to be. Yeah. Which is. We were also talking about this too while we were watching it. My impression of, of what pizza was like in Italy 
which everybody, I, well, not everybody, I don't know. I just kind of heard around in life uh, along the way was um, that pizza in Italy was different from American pizza. Like, the way yeah. we eat pizza here in America is totally different from the way they eat it in Italy. And so my impression of, like, authentic Italian pizza was always the crust, tomato sauce, and then just the globs of mozzarella. Yeah. It wasn't, like, covered in cheese the Not way like ours. evenly ours spread is, out. Yeah. Like, ours is, like, even, all the way up until the crust is evenly yeah, spread Yeah, so, out like, and... my original impression of what authentic Italian pizza was, like, looked like exactly what we were seeing here. Yeah. But I'm, in, in this episode, but I'm curious if it's just because that's the margarita style or if that's really what it looks like in other areas. So... I'm curious if he's going to, like, go back to the pizza thing in the other next episodes mm. that he does to see how they make it in their region. Well, it also seemed like, too, because, um, like, that one pizza that was, like, when he sat down with that lady, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, ours where it was, like, evenly spread out, but it, hers, like, had melted to be more spread out. Yeah. So I think it's, like, the type of pizza you order will determine, like, how much cheese and stuff, like, we you know, you get yeah. on it and the style of it. But, like, yeah, I was telling you, like... I always heard this bullshit when I was a kid that, like, you know, because, like, when I was a kid, I don't even think pasta was nearly as, you know, other than, like, spaghetti. Mm. Pasta wasn't as popular as it is now and stuff. Um, So, like, the main Italian food you always ate was pizza. And, like, I always remember people saying, like, yeah, pizza's fake. It's American. Uh." Like, uh, Italians don't eat pizza. They never ate pizza. I heard that, too. I always heard that bullshit. And it's just, like, I mean, he showed on this show, like, where it was made. It's very much part of the culture. And then, like, he goes down into the, um, you know, the, like, all the places to go to where to get the ingredients and that. Like... Mm -hmm. Everything about it, like, that you put in a pizza and everything and why it came, it's, like, it's so intrinsic to, like, the culture, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's, like, it's kind of ironic that, like, pizza is, like, so expensive now. And I'm sure the pizza, like, they're eating in the show because they're going to, like, these nice-ass restaurants and stuff mm-hmm. is expensive, too. But it's just funny that, like, you know, like, like you and me, like, we're just, like, oh, good, you know, whatever. Like, we buy, like, $26 pizzas. <laughs> And I mean, I mean, I, I'm not going to say they're not worth it or whatever, but yeah. it's like at the same time, the fact that you can easily have $30 pizzas yeah, and it's like totally a food that was made for, you know, made by starving people because they didn't have anything, you know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of funny. Yeah. And, uh, oh shoot, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> so then they go, his next visit is, uh, oh, I, I remember. They do mention, he does mention at the beginning of the episode that he made this episode in between, like, I guess, well, I don't know if there was one after, but it was right after a lockdown from the virus. Yeah. And so everything is open again. Masks aren't required. It looks normal. Yeah. Like most, like there's very, like I would say it's more like only like a third of the people you see on the streets are wearing masks. Like it's not like here where everybody looks like they're like you know, masked up and ready to do surgery. Yeah, so, like, she was talking about, she was telling him how, because he asked her, like, do you make pizza at home? And she was kind of like, well, no, there's no point because there's yeah. just pizza places everywhere. Yeah. So, I think, I can't remember if it was her or if it, it was him that said it, but I think it was her that she said it's basically a crime to make pizza at home because, yeah. like, <laughs> there's no point. But, like, um, she was saying that, 
like the day after the lockdown ended or the very first day that everything kind of went back to normal, I guess. Mm-hmm. That, that What was the number that she said? There were like 60,000? 60,000 60, pizzas made in one day. Yeah. And that like it still wasn't enough. Like they, yeah. you know, like they ran out or they could have done more. Yeah. But, you know, obviously the day ended or whatever. Yeah. So I thought that was like, that's a big part of their, their culture. Like it's yeah. not. So to say that pizza is an Italian, it's like, oh, yes, it is. And then like also to another thing that I was that she said was interesting was that uh, Naples is actually an older city than Rome. Yeah. That so was shocking. Yeah. yeah. I was really surprised by that because I never knew that. And so, so, you know, pizza, man, it's, it's been, it's a, it's been it's a legit. thing forever in Italy. <laughs> I know. So that was fun. I liked that segment. It like the equivalent would be like when Seattle come out of lockdown, everybody got to come out and get a cup of coffee. <laughs> get some Starbucks. Yeah. So then the next section, the next part he goes to, um, he goes to another place that's kind of like you said one of the fancier restaurants that makes it but this guy actually takes him to an area a place where they make i guess it's a famous thing of san marzano tomatoes yeah and uh you're not gonna talk about the mozzarella we just saw but he's not gonna oh it's gonna be after Okay. No, it just played because he yeah. was biting into it. We're watching, we're kind of having it yeah. running because we can't remember the <laughs> Italian names of stuff. You know, I, I didn't know mozzarella, or at least the OG version, was made from buffalo milk. That was that was pretty cool. Like yeah. So back in the day at some point, what they say, Arabians? Yeah, they said like Arabian invaders brought brought the buffaloes to the region. So they, yeah. weren't, they weren't even animals that were originally from there. Yeah, but... This is what all mozzarella is made out of yeah. here in this area. So That's what I'm curious what we eat here. It's like, no way. It's got to come from cows. Like, yeah. it'd be too expensive to have buffalo farms here. Yeah. Well, I think, I think buffaloes are <coughs> might be endangered here. Yeah. So, yeah. But what's, oh, what's yeah, weird, Arabian though, is these buffaloes look more like... Uh, to me, they look more like ox than our buffaloes. I know. That's what I was like. When he said buffalo, I was like, really? I had to rewind it and look at yeah, them again. Yeah, I thought they looked like ox, but that could be wrong. Buffalo could look different in Arabia. Yeah. From back then. Arabia, I don't know. I can't... I don't know what they're called now, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we get to see the whole process of how it gets made. It's like this giant vat of, of milk... And he puts in the chemical that makes it kind of separate. and So it becomes big, lumpy, like huge things of cottage cheese, the curds. Mm-hmm. I always heard that, that, that phrase, the curd some way, and like I never knew what it meant. Yeah. So you see like this in this giant vat how it just turns into this giant Goo. glob of... Uh, what's that movie that you watch with the cream when it takes over? When the the stuff. Takes- the stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. kind of looks like a giant glob of the stuff. So um, they so they take it out, and it's still really wet, and they end up soaking it in sea salt or yeah, salt, salt water. Yeah. yeah. And I guess with other cheeses, it, it gets better with age, but with yeah. mozzarella, he said it's better if you eat it fresh. Yeah. And so he gives them a piece of this, uh, of the cheese that they made, that they just made. Or I don't know if it's this or if they've already had this soaking. Yeah, I think it's already soaking for a couple yeah. months. 
Or but, a couple hours, I mean. Yeah, and so he takes a bite into it, and it's just like this juicy, like... Milk comes running down his chin. <laughs> yeah. like, and what were the two things I said that mozzarella had to be? It was uh, juicy and something else. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? No. But, uh... Just juicy and, like, the, the V-shape, because it, oh, it was... Oh, V-shaped, yeah. Handmade. They said that's how you knew that it was authentic mozzarella, was that it had to be in, like, this V-shape, which is... It's still, like, a bulky ball. Yeah. It's in a ball, but it's it, kind of shaped it's like It's more a like a heart shape, really. Yeah, it's shaped yeah. like a kind of triangle, so... Yeah. So, yeah, it had to be the V-shape and have, have it be, like, wet like that for it to be authentic mozzarella. That's how you yeah. know it was good, so... Because the guy said when you're, like, shopping for it, he's like, cut it, and if it leaks milk, buy it. Because yeah. that means it's still fresh. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, because I can't really... I mean, not like I've ever... Well, I think I have bought mozzarella one time mm. to make lasagna or something. Yeah. But I don't remember it being, like... Well, maybe it was wet. But, yeah. So I, I I thought I really thought that was cool how they showed you all of that and just like learning these little factoids about it and yeah. just learning about food in general and how it gets made and what's good and how to do it you know obviously there's a right way according to each region or area where it's from but yeah. that's to them these are their standards and what makes it good and apparently it works because it's it's famous cuisine so yeah. So now they go to this other this other place. It's a farm. Underneath a, a highway. Yep. And it's a small little space. And these are where these San Marzano tomatoes come from. It's like a... Like, what well, he says, the 150 hectare area. I, like, I used to know what a hectare was. <laughs> um, I can't... I can't really equate it in, like, how many acres or whatever. I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, but it's But it's small. Like, you can see the entire farm. Yep. So, like... Explain, like, because uh, Stanley says when he makes pizza, he only buys, like, those tomatoes in a can, but, like, obviously they're fake. Like, Well, he thinks he buys nothing but San Marzano tomatoes, yeah. but he ends up learning that there are different San Marzano tomatoes all around the world, like in mm-hmm. Australia and even in New Jersey they have them. But the guy tells him that, even though those are all called San Marzano tomatoes, that they're actually all just uh, versions of it, that they're not the actual real deal. Yeah. So, yeah, he, Stanley Tucci says he only uses those when he makes pizza, but then he kind of, you could tell he's kind of shocked to learn that, like, he's yeah. not really actually buying the real thing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, so, like... New Zealand, not Australia. Because it has to be from this particular farm. It's the only place where they re- make real San Marzano tomatoes and i don't really know if that's why like uh well they explain it's because the the soil makes it a certain way because the soil like has the ash from uh, mount vesuvius in it well it um it comes out to have a very thin skin the tomato and Mm. it has kind of like a not too sweet and a not too sour flavor and he says it's it has like a very balanced flavor he describes it and yeah, they basically say that the only reason, the only way that you could get a real San Marzano tomatoes from that area, because when well that farm, yeah, yeah that farm, yeah, it's not even an area, um, because that's where the volcano had erupted and it it enriched the soil in such a way where it grows the tomatoes that way. So, and I've heard of that. I've heard of those certain areas, like you know, as I've learned about older civilizations, like. 
their dirt in those areas next to volcanoes that have a previous eruptions have like kind of a um I don't know if it's necessarily richer, but it's just it creates like a really good version of whatever they're Very trying to grow in there. Yeah. So I, I I did a calculation with a converter. So like how Stanley was saying, like, you know, all around the world they're talking about oh San Marzano tomatoes and they're all fake. Um and the guy says like, Yeah, this this like one farm can't supply all the pizzerias in, in, <laughs> in, Na- <the> world. <laughs> in Naples, l- let alone, uh, yeah. you know, all in the world. Yeah. So, like, literally, like, he said the farm is 158 hectares, which mm. translates into 370 acres, wow. which isn't that much, really, yeah. when you when you think this is the only place, yeah. the only farm that's able to make these tomatoes. And these tomatoes are, like, super juicy, yeah. too. And, and they're, they're kind of shaped, like, like long, like, yeah. long and conical, yeah, like, kind of... Yeah, they do not look like, like tomatoes we think of. Not round, yeah. Which I mean, there we do see large, um, long tomatoes here, but not like the, these are like twice as long as the ones I've seen in the market. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I thought that was really cool too, and it's just it's just this idea of like these rare foods, like, like you. Like, I wonder if you could, if, like, any kind of tourist could go to this farm and do a tour and try a tomato, you yeah. know, because like, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> like, no, it just seems like a little private place in the middle of nowhere, really. But. Yeah. And it's funny when the guy's like, you have to get these. It's like, well, I can't come here every day. And yeah. the guy's like, well, what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> you can't have a gem everywhere in the world, he says. Yeah. So, that's like, I don't know, there's just, I love learning about this kind of stuff, and it's just... So interesting. Yeah. So then after they buy these fresh ingredients, like legit fresh ingredients, the mozzarella and then the tomatoes. Like literally watching it get made or picking it. Yeah. Then they go back to the guy's restaurant and he shows him how he makes the pizzas, like the flat pizzas that we're familiar with. And, uh... It just the just watching him put it together. It's like such a basic dish, yeah. but it's like when you see him making it, it's just like, oh my gosh! Like you just yeah. want to like grab it through the screen and well, like try. I gotta say we. I mean, obviously we were eating fakey little Caesar's pizza, day, <laughs> but uh, it helped having eaten a bunch of pizza right before you watch this. Because yeah. if you were watching this on an empty <laughs> stomach, you'd be going crazy. And not only that, but then you would like want like a real pizza yeah. pizza. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there was a, a part at the end before Tucci left the farm where the guy hands him this giant jar of tomato sauce yeah. to use. And I like my the way I described it, I was like, oh, he just handed him a little pot of gold. Pretty much. Cause <laughs> it's the only way you're going to get the real You can't get it sauce, from anywhere else. Yeah. And they were describing, too, how even the dough is made different because, like... Uh, what we are used to we they put all of kinds of stuff in yeah. the dough and the way he made the dough is basically just the flour yeast Salt. and yeah like yeah. there was like hardly Water, anything in yeah. it yeah so i'm curious what that crust tastes like yeah so then he spreads the tomato sauce he explains don't put that much because it's not something where it's like you want to like drown yeah. it <laughs> you don't want to drink it afterwards yeah and then he puts on the mozzarella and then the leaves and he puts oil. on the basil of course <laughs> and he sprinkles some more cheese to that to make it a little bit salty yeah i think it was uh i can't remember what it was 
What's crazy is they have, like, the wood-burning oven or whatever, like, the real pizza oven. <laughs> and the guy, like, he's a famous pizza maker. He only bakes it for 45 seconds. Yeah, I was surprised by that when he, he like, was... I mean, it's a small kind of, you know, individual serving size, so it's, like, it's not, like, a big thing he's making. Yeah. But, yeah, when he's like, oh, just 45 seconds, I was like, what? <laughs> and it comes out completely, like, like bubbling. Baked, yeah. yeah. So, let me see. Oh, yeah, so flour, salt, yeast, and a lot of skill in the dough is what they say. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you guys know all the amount of ingredients to put into it. And just the way to knead the crust, right? Yeah. So, let's see what it was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I didn't say. Mm. But anyways, he, like, sprinkles some... Yeah, it didn't, for whatever reason, the captions didn't come I think it was just, um, like... Another kind of cheese. Like the scraped dry cheese, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and then it comes out boiling, and it looks awesome. And I'm curious what, like, basil leaves taste like just eating it, like, straight like that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I've had it on, like, pizzas before, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's it's funny because, like, every time he eats these foods, he's like, oh, my life oh. has been changed. <laughs> yeah, literally, my life has been changed. That's what he always said. He said that with the little tiny fried pizza that they yeah. had, he, and he's just, he didn't really say anything about the margarita pizza, but, yeah. or at least they didn't show him say it, but, yeah, with this one, he's just like, oh, he, he reacts so Italian about it with his hand in the air, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was cool to see. And I think the next place they go, they go to visit this little, uh... Well, he goes to uh, talk to the police, just to... You get, like, some background history of the city. And we get to see him try some coffee. Yeah, just, like, a little stand in the square or whatever. And I guess, like... Whatever, uh, I guess mostly you'd see it in, like, action movies now or used to back in the day when they made them. But you'd always see these, like, towns that they'd be driving doing crazy car chases doing everything. And all the streets yeah. looked, like, all tiny. Or, like, you'd see these circles where cars were just going in and out. And, yeah. like, it looked all crazy and ruckus. So, like, this is basically what Naples looks like. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like uh, the movie Ronin with uh, Robert De Niro where they have the big car chases through, like, the little <laughs> cities and up and... <laughs> To the hills and the little streets and stuff. So basically, they're, the way the cop guy is explaining to him is that Naples is kind of like a chaotic order. Yeah. There's like, it's it looks chaotic and things do kind of look chaotic, but there is like a sort of order to everybody knows. Basically, everybody knows how things work, so it's it works. Yeah. But they're, they're still there to have to like police the areas and make sure nobody like does anything like crashes into each other you know obviously you just do what cops are supposed to do of keeping the peace and all that well like when they buy the coffees too like like they talk a lot about the sense of community because like the cop orders three even though there's two of them and then like the third one they just leave there in case like anybody who's in need who comes so i mean you're pretty much talking like people don't have money you know what i mean yeah so like they they can have a coffee or whatever 
But, like, yeah, like, I always wonder if, like, people who drink coffee like that, like, those Italian coffees, because they just drink it out of little tiny, um, They're, like, little shot glasses. Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> not even, I don't even think they're as big as Dixie cups, so, like, mm-hmm. like, what do they drink? Is this, is, like, do you get, like, a full cup of coffee of caffeine out of that little shot? Is it, like, five-hour energy? Like, what, you know? I think the, the, like, they call it coffee, but it's probably more, like, the espresso type thing, yeah. where it's, like, how that all comes in, like, small servings, you know? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, does that small serving give you the equivalent, like, like, like maybe be, they don't need it as much as we do here in would America. Would you be super cracked out if you drank like <laughs> a full size cup of that? You know what I mean? It looked kind of thick what he was putting in there. Yeah, like it, looked it almost like, looked like chocolate syrup, like yeah. coming out like hot chocolate syrup. Yeah, but yeah, I thought that was cool how they like explained that thing about always buying an extra one for somebody who might need it, yeah. and they even described that like that they do that for other things like toys for kids if yeah. there's like a kid who because this town kind of ha- seems like it it's fairly kind of poor yeah so it seems like they're poor because they're always like getting decimated by the volcano going <laughs> off like yeah. and rebuilding you know and it seems like can never quite get on their feet yeah but then he also starts going into how um there's actually a mafia there still yeah. that like because it's where Al Capone's family was from. Yeah, and that yeah. like takes over and they take advantage of people who don't have jobs because they know they need some work. So they it sounds like they, they offer them money. Them. Yeah. yeah, to like just have an income of some sort, which I thought was kind of interesting that they were talking about that on a like yeah. public show like this. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. they're just being honest. I thought that sense of you know helping each other out like. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And it just seems like it resonates with, like, what's happening now in the world, you know, like, everybody helping each other. Like, I wish it was like that here. (laughs) It doesn't really, like, when the coronavirus hit, like, Italy was one of those places where everybody was, like, singing outside their windows. Yeah, like, like, Italy, it was weird. Like, Italy was, like, one of the first countries to really get decimated hard, like, with a lot of deaths. Mm -hmm. But the news coverage was, like, constant about them and, like, everybody locked down and everybody singing and stuff. Scampia, that that was the town that... They tried to make this, like, modern kind of space age, uh kind of city that's yeah. north of Naples and it was supposed to it seemed like it was supposed to be like where they were going to try and be modernized and the rich people were supposed to be going to live no it was the poor people they were going to send there oh was it yeah that's what they said that's why it turned real bad is because like basically like they they you know because the town was very ancient and old and stuff and there was, like, all these people that didn't have any money. Like, they needed a place to live. So they, they did these, like, giant... They're kind of weird, hard to describe, but they're, like, skyscrapers. But they're they're not, like, just, like, what you think of, like, a big up and down. Like, they're kind of, like, angled and, like, almost like an artistic deci- uh, design. But, um... Yeah, like, they kind of put it, like... Like, they're for better whatever explanation, they're kind of like weird pyramids. But they're, like, basically housing projects... So yeah, it says basically they want they wanted to move them out of the, the I guess the main city yeah. and send them there to try to give them better lives. And yeah. he says as an experiment in the 60s. Yeah. And it just went bad and now it basically looks like what you would see like as the projects in like Yeah, like they're they're very run down, look like housing projects now, but um 
But yeah, it's like basically because like there was no industry, like no jobs out there. So like you gave people, poor people, a place to live, mm-hmm. but not really a place to like make a living or get food or markets or anything. Mm-hmm. Like so they kind of like failed in the planning, and then like the mafias like came in and like turned everybody into criminals and stuff. And then they were just selling drugs on the streets and all that. Yeah. So he goes and he meets with. Um, they made like this little neighborhood. And it's actually made up of... He was calling them Romani. Yeah. Which, later on, he mentions... he When, when referring to the food, he says it's, like, Serbian-influenced. So, I thought that was interesting, that yeah. there was, like, this little community of people from not Italy. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, Eastern Europe. they're, like, living there, and they all speak Italian. Like, yeah. they're all fluent in it and everything. They're just from another country, and it's, like, a whole community of these people. They have no water, no electricity... But they're they're a running community. I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, they feature this area in reference to the food because they had, like, a little... It wasn't even really, like, a kitchen. It was just, like, this room. And this woman started making food out of it to try and help the people in the area because, like, everybody was so poor. And it ended up turning into this big thing where now they, like, work out of, like, a bigger building and, like, people can come in and they're showing how most of the food they're making is, like, influenced by that Eastern European style, like, but it still has, like, um, hints of, like, Italian flavors in it. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, like, like when they show the food, I mean, it looks good. It doesn't look like weird, gross food or anything. But it's clearly, like, different from the regular Italian food you see in the rest of the episode. Yeah. Like, you could tell it has, like... Like, one of the little things was, like, the balls, right? Like, the little balls of... It just looked like, I don't know, like... I don't even know what it's made out of. <laughs> you talking about the cabbage things? Oh yeah, yeah, cabbage. Yeah, like like they use cat le- like cabbage leaves as a wrap. But they mm-hmm. fill it yeah. in with like meat and stuff, like little uh, sarma, mix of meat. They call it. Yeah, sarma and couscous, which which like we became uh, very familiar with couscous thanks to uh, some basket. <laughs> so yeah, they wrap. They get these giant cabbage leaves, and they put the meat in it. And they just kind of wrap it up into a ball, and then they fry it. Yeah. It actually looks good. <laughs> it does look good. It almost kind of looks like the Greek food where they wrap it in the grape leaves. Mm-hmm. Except it's just cabbage. And then they have this other thing that kind of looks like a quiche. Yeah, it looks like quiche. I think it's... I don't know if this is it. There's something called a moussaka, and it's made with broccoli. And it's, it's, it's just funny, because, like... The words are, like, you could tell it's from another place, but, like, to me, it looks like they're still using, like, Italian ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. And so, yeah, they, it's just, it's really cool how this little community exists and everybody's there to help each other. Well, that restaurant they made, like, from what they were saying is people come from, like, all over, like, to eat there, like, yeah. outside of this area. Like, not even poor, it's not just poor people, like, they have, like, a legit restaurant there that people come to. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, It's the world is interesting. I, I don't know, I like, it's interesting to see that these kinds of things exist. Yeah. And it just makes you wish that, I mean, we have here in this country, since everything's happened, 
sad to say it's mostly been children that have been creating things like these that that have been trying to help people where they're like collecting things for people and food and whatever they need but i wish that it was like a normal thing like this thing that they have in the community that of you know in naples where people just naturally it's part of their culture to help each other yeah like i really enjoy that like an actual community and not just a community of people who are all fighting each other all the time yeah or just it's like whenever anyone is in a bad situation like a whole country it's like you're on the bad situation together you know it's like everybody's suffering everybody's having a hard time so it's like it just seems like the best thing to do is to just all come together and try to help everyone's situation because when you help one person you're helping a lot of people you know because one if you're gonna help one person you're gonna you have enough to help more than one person so the next segment we go on to this weird island (laughs) this part I kind of was like I don't know about this (laughs) Yeah, I don't have much to say about this, in all honesty. So, I like, know you got so quiet when we were watching it. <laughs> so yeah, so so it's like kind of cool when they go there because like, just to explain like like a lot of the city and stuff. It's very seaside town, and mm-hmm. you know, like he says, like, oh, you think we're gonna drive up the coast, eat some tasty seafood? seafood? Yeah. But instead, like they go up into like the actual <laughs> mountains where it's like literally they're like on a one lane dirt road, like climbing up, and there's like a restaurant way up in this mountain. It's in this island. It's called Ischia. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like it's just kind of. I mean, it's something you've seen in movies where it's just this island and it's got these hills and like you see kind of these houses and stuff on the uh, going up the hillside like yeah like they show them driving up and up and up off off of this like random dirt road it looks like (laughs) going to this restaurant that's up there and apparently he went there with his wife before his first wife i guess yeah his his first wife uh, passed away so yeah they went here years ago so like yeah i mean (laughs) I'm not going to go blow by blow by it, but, like, basically what it is, because it's far away from the water and, like, people living here for a long time, they ended up, like, this this top of the mountain, because it's a very wooded, like, area, um, like, mountain woods, like, it's just a huge, huge natural breeding ground for rabbits. So, yeah, this restaurant is all about eating rabbits, so, like... The way they present it, I don't know if they Well, they're... it's not just the restaurant, it's the culture of this little island, because... Yeah, because um, that's what the people there eat. They just exist on rabbits. Well, like... the way they described it was that the people live higher up on the mountain, because back in the day, there was, like, always the bad stuff going on down by the coast, because that's yeah. where everybody would come up to the land. So, like, they even had problems with pirates and stuff. Yeah. So, everybody lives up high on this island. So, yeah, like, that's where, like, the only thing that's around in that area are, like, rabbits. <laughs> like, he says that it's, the island is overrun with rabbits. So, we all know rabbits breed like crazy. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like there is a, they're ever going to probably ever run out of food. No, If, if you, will. like, rely on that as your main <laughs> your main dish yeah so yeah this one was kind of it's just weird because he purposely doesn't show them like he shows how they catch them which i thought was interesting they have their method of using uh chestnut tree leaves Mm. and uh they kind of have this little system that they set up to like 
uh, lure them in with the branches and stuff, and you see the little bunnies hopping it. But it's like, like it's like they they open like a little thing and like they come out of a wall, yeah. like a stone wall. Yeah. Which I guess down in there is where like they populate a rabbit hole or something to have them all breeding. So like, yeah, whatever they can get to come out, and then you just go in and grab it and pick it up and. Well, I kind of to me, I kind of thought that the wall was just like a hole to the outside of the restaurant and like they just catch them wild or whatever because he said they're wild yeah they're wild i mean they're not bred but i mean you can just make a hole and throw a couple wild ones in there and breed them till the end of time you know what i mean like i wasn't really sure either they didn't really explain it yeah but, but it, it, it'd be because i mean they caught them in like 10 seconds they came out of that hole you yeah. know what i mean like, it'd be weird if just wild ones were... Well, it looked like 10 seconds. <laughs> like, anyways. So you just go in, like, a little pin there and grab them. And, of course, they show them, like, the two cutest little bunny rabbits, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, it was, and he purposely says, like, we catch them, and then I'm not, I'll spare you the details. You yeah. Know? He actually says that, so... But, yeah, like, um, they show the guy, a guy the the chef of the restaurant making them and making the rabbit and yeah. they show the family coming together to eat because they get together every Sunday and they share a meal together as a big giant family. Yeah, the family that runs the restaurant. And even during this part, um, they talk about how the different parts of the rabbit, there's a ritual to how the rabbit is served. So, yeah. like, the best part of the rabbit is supposed to be the uh, thigh so they usually give that part to the man of the family, which in this case, they're, they're, it's the first gathering they're having after, I guess, the patriarch of the family passed away. Mm-hmm. And so she explains that since Tucci is their guest, that he's the man of the family at this meal so that he, they give him the best serving. And then the next in the hierarchy are the children because they're the future. So they give them the next part of the meat the next best meat which there ain't a lot yeah like tucci gets like a it's still small but tucci gets at least like a piece that like everyone just gets one piece yeah yeah like 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 he gets one that looks like it it could be like a small thigh of a chicken or something yeah but everybody else gets like what looks like frog legs and then like yeah yeah and then they explain that the mother unfortunately she gets pretty much the last piece which is basically the neck and the skull yeah and there's not much meat on that so yeah that's just their tradition that they have there and how things are Mm -hmm. so yeah that's yeah, I think they purposely made this section short because, like, yeah. it's such a strange thing. Well, it's like, pretty much all it is just to explain that they eat rabbits in Italy. Like, yeah. Just in this one area. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the segment of the show, like, um, you know, like, explaining, like, up in these hills is what these people do. Yeah. I like seeing the family, and the, they're, they try to tie in with the grandmother, teaching the kids type tomato thing but just overall it's like the rest of the show <laughs> i was like oh i wish i was there i wish i was there i wish yeah. i could eat that this shit i was like oh, i wouldn't go anywhere near that <laughs> i didn't i wouldn't fly halfway around the world to go to italy to eat some wild rabbit like, yeah that would be a very special kind of specific trip if somebody wanted to do that yeah <laughs> so then the end of the episode we end up in the famous uh, Amalfi Coast, mm-hmm. which is where basically, if you ever see like a 
like he said, a romantic movie that takes place in Italy. This is basically where it's always filmed. Yeah. And it is gorgeous. The Be- water is just blue, teal, green. blue waters. Oh, yeah. It's so pretty. It's awesome. It. And it looks like a small little area, too. Like, probably, like, super luxurious and, like, uh, um, hard to kind of find a place to get in there unless you have a lot of money or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's the impression I get of it. That's why all the rich American people always have, like, houses in Italy and stuff now. Yeah. But I guess when they were... It's usually gorgeous and the weather's perfect, but I guess apparently the timing of this, of him uh, doing this part of the show, like, the once-a-year storm was rolling in. Oh, man, this dude... Well, the guy that of the restaurant that they're visiting, like, he's bringing in all this produce. Oh, because he's going there to try this pasta that he had yeah. with his wife before. And uh, he brings in this crate of tomatoes. And those things are giant. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what's cool about this restaurant, it's just, like, a little seaside restaurant. It's very amazing, beautiful view and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what's amazing is, like, all the produce and stuff, it comes from their own family farm. Yeah. They bring it in every single day yeah and like uh yeah like like it's kind of funny because like him and his current wife like they go on and on about this dish and (laughs) how they try to make it for like however many two years since they've been there like every day they make they try to make and they can never get it right and literally all it is is spaghetti and zucchini (laughs) and they're like what what happened why were we doing it wrong so like well i guess some of the things they were doing wrong was like when they're they cut up the zucchini you're supposed to fry it in sunflower oil, and I guess mm-hmm. that's one thing they were doing wrong. And uh, then you have to let it sit so the zucchini will soften a little bit. And then I guess when they were... I didn't see at one point... <clears throat> when I guess, too, they were using too little oil. They needed to be using three more gallons L- like than they literally, been using. <laughs> like, even though it's just a tiny bit of vegetable, you needed to be in, like... A know. big, giant vat. Yeah. And so he's asking him, like, what do you put in the zucchini? And he's like, basil and oil? And the chef's like, no. (laughs) So, like, they were like, oh, that's another thing we did wrong. So, like, they're basically learning how to make this dish that they've been trying to make for, like, two years. Yeah. And, uh, was this this the point with the zucchini where he put the... I guess the one uh, ingredient they were missing was a little bit of butter. Yeah. And he says that he'd been trying to ask... Uh, I guess it was the sister or something of the person that owns the restaurant, like, what the recipe yeah. was for this meal. And she never told him that there was butter in it. Yeah. And he's, like, trying to tell her, why didn't you tell me this? Like, he's yeah. so, like... Because it makes a difference, you know? Like, yeah. how you make it... I mean, it was a tiny flavor. scoop of butter. But yeah, still, yeah, yeah. For a plain spaghetti like that, yeah, yeah, it makes a difference. And it's basically the way they serve it is, you know, this it's basically just spaghetti with, with little uh, tiny shriveled up you know, um, fried things of zucchini. <laughs> and, like, he rolled... The guy, like, rolls it into, like, a ball, so you kind of get, like, a like a scoop of it. Yeah, that's how plate. you... Uh, that's the cuisine cuisine way of serving pasta. Yeah. When you, like, um, make a big ball of it on the on a big, like, fork or whatever, and then you, yeah. like, slip it off and put it onto the plate. Yeah. And, yeah, like, this meal, like, he uh, he says it's even better than what he remembered. Yeah. And they were talking about how it takes them hours to make this dish, and this guy made it in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they were just, like, we're, we're standing right there. And he wasn't even, like, even, even in the kitchen. Like, they just did, like, a portable little setup out mm. on the uh, deck or whatever. So after they have that, I guess, uh, 
they were going to be there during the dinner session, but they had 300 reservations and they all ended up canceling because of this big storm that was starting to roll in. Yeah. And it's just amazing that they just happened to go there during the storm. That's how they say it only happens like once a year, really. And like while they're there, they're just showing it and like their storm rolling. I in. thought they said like once every 10 years. What? Really? That, that this big of a storm, yeah. Oh, I thought it was once a year. But, uh,. So, basically, because, like, all the staff is there, like, because they all expected to be, like, you know, working that day. Since everybody Mm -hmm. ended up canceling, they're just, the chefs decided to just keep making food and not waste the food that they have. Yeah, because, I mean, this is, like, the real deal, the produce. They're not just going to, like, save all the produce till the next day, even, you know what I mean? Like, they're, it's, like, it's, it's daily. So, like, it gets so bad, they have these giant hail storm, and, like, they all have to run inside, because they were all, like, chilling outside in the little patio, patio area, and they all have to run inside. So now, like, since they all made all this food, like, now they're just trapped inside the restaurant, like, and they just basically with all this, like, awesome gourmet food. <laughs> yeah, just eating. And basically being in a food heaven with all this, like, awesome food. Yeah, like, they got seafood stuff, scallops, everything. That's awesome. I'm curious about that. <laughs> the storm. <laughs> the storm, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, like, other than, like, the rabbit section, like, I really fucking, like, was so excited to watch this episode. Yeah. I've been looking forward to it, because I just, I've always been fascinated with Italian culture. I've always loved, like, I know they're two different countries but like i've always loved greek culture so like and i i don't know if like i feel like especially with italian that's one language i've always wanted to learn but i think it's because it sounds so much like spanish but like i just love the like the way they talk and oh yeah you know like there's so much expression in it and i just it seems like a fun culture, like, just to be part of and, like, to learn about and to, like, visit, you know? So, I was so excited when I saw that they were doing this series because I was like, oh, I can finally, like, look at everything Italy that I want to see because <laughs> he's going all over the place, you know? Did you just see it? Oh, did it happen? Yeah. What was it, every 10 like, years? Yeah, it's a once a decade storm forecast. Oh, wow. That's crazy. You just go watch the subtitles. Yeah. Time. They show this little gray cat. He's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here. This storm's coming. Yeah, he's <laughs> heading for high ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once in a decade storm. I thought it was once a year. Mm. So that makes it even more crazy that he just happened to be there yeah. when he was making this show. But it worked out, though, because he said he always dreamed of having this restaurant to himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with plates and plates of, like, all their amazing food. And, like, that's exactly <laughs> what he got. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I I like this series. I And I, mm-hmm. I really do appreciate how much they go into the history of of the areas. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to the other areas. So far, it looks like it looks like the second episode. I think they actually already went to Rome for the second episode. Did they? And then I just didn't believe they were able to make this show during the pandemic. I know. And like, they're not really wearing masks like a majority of the a time. A little bit, 
they some of them are sometimes it seems like the ones that are around food are and they are doing the thing where they're instead of shaking hands they're like dabbing elbows so they're being a little bit careful at that point it wasn't like i mean obviously it's not it's why they've they've had a million lockdowns since then it's not like america though where you get shot in the head if you're not wearing a mask (laughs) but um yeah the second episode they go to rome and uh there it looks like it's going to be all about the pasta i'm going over all the different kinds that they have search for famous four pastas <laughs> looking at a bunch of cheeses and sausages did you watch this episode before we watched it tonight no 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 and then the third episode it seems like they're going to go to bologna so we'll see hopefully they'll explain why Bologna is Bologna. <laughs> well, I, I don't even care about Bologna. I'm I wanna, curious if they'll talk about. I want to know about Bolognese. <laughs> Bolognese, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where that um, that I think it's a sauce that that is. So, yeah, it should. I'm looking forward to looking to watching the rest of this series, and I think we might come back and visit it if I. I'd, It'd be cool to do the one for Rome as well. Since yeah. that's like one of the well, the like famous city of Italy. Oh, and there's another section. Gosh, I totally forgot about it. I thought we were done. So the ending of the episode, I thought the Malfi Coast was the end. He goes to visit this little town called Minori and and this is still on the oh, yeah. on the uh Amalfi Coast. And this is where Amalfi lemons are grown. Like literally on a hillside. Yeah, it's weird. The it's they're farmed like on a hillside. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're supposed to be like the best lemons in the world, and uh, they show how like he the guy that grows them says it's because they're touched by the sun because they literally are just exposed to the sun. Yeah. But what's funny is that as much as they're exposed to the sun, they stay green. Like they yeah. kind of still have a green tint to them. They're like light green, but they're not like yellow like you would expect. So I'm curious, like, if is it because they pick them quicker before they turn yellow, or what? Well, like even the ones he's using though are like the one he has in his hand. It's still pretty green. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's just the style. That's just the way that uh, variation looks. Yeah. And uh, I'm wondering if the yellow lemons, if that's the way the breed is, or if that's like an American thing that they're being bred to look that yellow because that's what people expect. Yeah. And so he explains, the guy, they're explaining that these lemons are so uh, frequent in this area that they put them in everything. Mm-hmm. And they show this part where the guy is, like, slicing off a piece of just the peel, like, just a little bit of the peel. Mm-hmm. And it looks like coffee, right? Yeah, yeah, for the little shot of coffee. Yeah, like, he puts the little peel in the cup, and then he pours the coffee over it. So yeah. I, I thought that was weird. <laughs> oh, gosh. So then they walk into the guy's pastry, yeah. his bakery, this I guess, amazing. if you want to call it. Oh, my gosh. He's got this giant, like, display case of all his amazing desserts that he makes and they're all like beautiful like they're so fancy looking and gorgeous the macaroons put baby yodas to shame <laughs> i don't 
know about the those macarons that we had at the food festival yeah. in in a California Adventure. Those are pretty cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't have that tie dye look the way these did. Yeah. So like this guy's big famous feature is this what was it lemon delight right? I think so. It's like a sponge cake. Yeah. Like a like a half dome looking rounded sponge cake and like he shoots all this cream in well, it. Well he's showing how he makes the cream and it's like a lemon cream. Yeah. And he's like it's a lemon, it's a cream and a cream and then he adds whipped cream. Yeah. And he adds whipped cream and he adds whipped cream. <laughs> so it's just like it's this tons of whipped cream. Yeah. Little lemon liqueur. Yeah, they he adds I guess it's a popular thing called limoncello. Mm-hmm. Which is just, I guess it's a wine or something, right? Or I couldn't really get the idea of what it was. Well, I was wondering if, if those are those things that uh, Danny DeVito got drunk off that one time, and, and like <laughs> real famously, and he was all crazy in the bar or whatever. Uh, it was like, it's like a drink. It's like, I thought yeah. it was limoncellos. Yeah, that's what this is called. Yeah. And so um, then he like drowns like so he injects the cream into the pastry and then he drowns the cream the pastry in this uh it looked like a limoncello or he puts limoncello into the cream too so there there's that in there and then it looked like he sprinkled it i couldn't tell what he was um dropping on it do you think that was more limoncello because they don't really say what the little powder he put on it no that bottle that he put on the pastries yeah that was the lemon liqueur yeah, the yeah. limoncello. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's just more. All, there's just lemon all over it, mm. and then he does this thing where he like basically drops a pastry into another thing of cream, yeah. and he kind of like whips it out, and so it comes out looking real smooth and round. Then he puts a little bit of. Cream. Like it has like a sh- cream shell on it. Yeah, and then he puts a little bit of more, like a little uh, dollop of whipped cream, and then some lemon zest. So it's like yeah. super lemon, you know. It's like tons of sugary sweet stuff, but it's all <laughs> part with the Malfi lemons. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it looks amazing. And then uh, when he eats it again, Stanley Tucci's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like it's yeah. the best thing in the world, so... Sure it is. I'm like, uh but that that when they showed the display of all the guys' desserts, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that counter oh. case that was like probably like thirty feet long. <laughs> and it's not just like how you go in a bakery here and there's a big shelf and there's like six cookies spread out. Yeah. This shit was like oh my god, it was like twelve deep. They were like almost touching, they were packed so tight in there. And they were all different too. Yeah. Like they all were, had different macaroons, looks. little yeah. cakes, everything. I was just like how many people had have to you know obviously this during pandemic times but Mm. during normal times how many people would come and probably buy all these you know like in the course of a day or whatever yeah so it's just it reminded me a lot of just like all the different uh kinds of things we get at disneyland when we go it's just like oh it made me miss it more but (laughs) so yeah they end the episode with uh, the pastry chef and Stanley Tucci standing outside at the end of like um, a sort of pier, yeah, and he they've got a bottle of the limoncello, limoncello, and, yeah, yep, and they he pours them this bright like it looks kind of thick to me, but like yeah. uh, not thick, it's still liquid, but it just looks super rich, like you're straight up drinking some watery lemon syrup or something, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, 
they just toast to each other and and that's that and the episode ends and that's his adventure for this uh yeah like this episode like i mean obviously this is the first episode it's the only one i've seen so i don't know what to expect out of the other ones but like Mm -hmm. i was surprised how that one little region and like they show the map as they go around like it's all around the region there but it it does at least on the map it doesn't look that far away from each other like all the places i was surprised how much like different amazing stuff and like that's why i feel like we're really missing out in america like so you know to some degree we have like you know regional things like you know boston has the crabs and like you know new york has pizza and stuff but like i mean they just have so much regional stuff in Mm -hmm. this at least this one section of italy like that's what i miss you know like we live in northern california and there's like nothing that's like really we have beef yeah (laughs) we have have beef and uh (laughs) trucks (laughs) <laughs> and but but there's like yeah there's really like nothing that's like you know and like I grew up in Cincinnati and like isn't that saying like they have the most mind blowing shit there but like do they but do at least you have a signature dish yeah there's like regional food and just like regional potato chip companies like there's a lot of regional shit and it's just yeah. it's sad like I feel like where we live now it's just like a Walmart town or something <laughs> like it's just mass produced shit only you know. I can't even remember the name. We always see their signs everywhere, but whatever the the beef company is, the cow, the whatever you call it, they always have their uh, advertisements on all the tables when you go to the restaurants. It's like we're at at the restaurants here. Oh, here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I see it so much, and I can't even think. Are you of talking it. about Harris Ranch or I whatever? Think, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It's somewhere. Yeah. I, Something like that. They always have all their... And those little displays that they put on the table. Yeah. Those are just for that. It's not even, like, announcing a special or anything. It's just like, here's this ranch. <laughs> here's here's the brand of meat. That, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we have that here. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. But even then, like, nobody seems like they really eat it anyway, so... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I don't know. I just feel like you're so lucky if you live in a place that has a lot of regional stuff, you know? Yeah. And you and, and like I did too growing up in Cincinnati, but like you kind of take take it for granted when you just grow up and it, you like you just think like stuff like this is everywhere. Every place has its own regional stuff, but it's not really true. Yeah, because like in just this one episode, we learned about pizza. Mm-hmm. We learned about like different versions of pizza too, like yeah. regular pizza and the fried pizza. I never knew about fried pizza. Yeah. I know. And then in the second part, we learned about the... Well, I don't even know which parts it was. But then we learned about, um, well, the rabbit. And then we learned about the Serbian food that mm-hmm. they have. The Serbian influence food. And then... It wasn't, yeah. Balk, Balkan food. Yeah. yeah. And then we learned about the coffee. Yeah. And then we learned about the lemons... And then that restaurant with his pasta and his and pasta and zucchini, zucchini yeah. <laughs> and or spaghetti and zucchini, and then uh, the lemons. So yeah, it's like that was just in one episode in one area, Campania. Yeah, just like one hour. It's, it was pretty. It's pretty amazing. Pretty epic. Like it would be really cool to live in that area and have all that stuff. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think some of it. You, Except for the rabbits. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I would probably, eh, I don't know, I probably would go to that restaurant if they have other stuff too, I just wouldn't get the rabbit, but 
Yeah, it didn't really seem. It seemed like that was their specialty, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, they gotta have other stuff, but. Yeah. But yeah, so it was it was cool. Like I learned a lot, and I was not even that. I learned a lot. I was entertained by seeing the different places. Yeah. It was a good staycation getaway. <laughs> and I liked watching Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Stanley Tucci is interesting. Being Italian. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about him more. If we do a second episode, but he's a pretty interesting guy, so. So this was what we watched. Yep. And it was fun. Hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys check out the show, see Mm -hmm. it, because there's a lot of detail, interesting, just visually. As as much as we talked about everything they did, it's like, you have to see it with your own eyes with how beautiful the countryside was and stuff Mm -hmm. to really see what it was really like. And I don't know if, like, I mean, they usually re-air their uh, little series that they do like these, and the the like the either the day of or the day before they rerun the previous episodes before they uh, premiere a new episode. So mm-hmm. probably could be able to catch the past episodes um, if you happen to catch the episodes while they're running right now in this uh, February of two thousand twenty-one. Mm. But. Um, I'm not sure. It seems like they might be putting up their shows and specials on one of the apps, right? Yeah, I don't know. it might be on HBO Max. I haven't yeah. checked. So if you happen to have that, you can see if you're uh, listening to this later on in time after it yeah. airs, um, see if they have it on there. Because uh, I think it's worth watching. It's pretty interesting. If you're fascinated with the Italian culture like I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Uh... All those Anthony and Bourdain shows always sh- popped up for years later on other things and got syndicated. So I don't know how long this show's going to go on, but I'm sure it will get spread around. Yeah, he said there were 10 regions of Italy, so I'm curious. Or no, 10 or more. I thought he said more, actually, because I was like, oh, they're going to do this many regions. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how many he does and how far it goes. But yeah, it's pretty fun. I like it. All right, then, so I guess that's it. Um, makes me want to eat more and more. Like, I was just watching the episodes, like, damn. Like, Ugh, I want a dessert. I want, like, a fancy dessert now. Yeah. Like, I've actually had already been craving that, but, like, I've been just wanting, like, a fancy, like, tasty cake of some sort. Yeah. And not tasty cake brand, but just, tasty like, a real fancy kind of, like, uh, you know. Yeah. Cake <laughs> or something, a pastry of some sort. But yeah, so again, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Who knows what it'll be about, but we'll try to uh, be back uh, eventually with another episode after this. Um, We don't have anything quite planned out right this second. Well, uh, the next episode will be the next of our um, episodes of Star Wars Clones. Clone Wars. (laughs) Nothing but Star Wars. Oh my god, I totally butchered that. Star Star Wars Wars Clones. I'm 60 years old. I don't know how to say anything. Star Wars Clones. (laughs) So yeah, that'll be the next one. (laughs) Yeah. Alright guys, thanks a lot. And we'll catch you next time right here on Boo and Go Watch Stuff.